Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. presence of the Lord is here. I'm glad I could feel him. I am so glad to be part of the church of the living God. Amen. Amen. I'm glad I'm standing here in the midst of a group of people that love Jesus, love his word, <laughs> love to worship. Amen. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? God has been so good to us. We've been so blessed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. I don't know if it was put up here or not, but I think Thanksgiving is only about a week and a half away. Am I right? Two weeks? A week and a half away? The weekend after Thanksgiving, which is on Sunday, which is 27th, 28th, somewhere in there. Brother Jake Foster will be here preaching for us. And I'm going to try to see if we can get him to do some teaching in morning manna on, on getting, he's done this before, getting and teaching on Bible studies, personal uh, witnessing and so on. But we love Brother Foster's preaching. He is a tremendous preacher. And I know that it will be the weekend after Thanksgiving and everyone will be about 15 pounds heavier. And... Uh, you need to work it off. So be here for that. Amen. Well, God is good. Galatians 4 and 19. And I'm sorry to the folks in the booth back there that I never remember to give them scriptures. They're used to it. Other preachers come in and they give scriptures and, and make me look bad, but ah, whatever. Galatians 4 and 19. My little children, over whom I travail in birth again, until Christ be formed in you. My little children, over whom I travail in birth again, until Christ be formed in you talk about being formed, reformed, deformed, transformed. Amen. Well, let's pray. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, Lord. Ask your Lord that you will touch us here. Hallelujah, let your anointing flow in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. 
I'm here to preach Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm going to use a little bit of history, and I, I, it's funny when I do this, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about, this is a little more recent history. I'll say, I'm going to talk about history, and I don't see my daughter Colleen here. She doesn't like to be talked about from the pulpit, but I, there's times, oh, there she is. There's my daughter Colleen. When I say something, I'm starting to talk a little bit about history. I'll say, so anyway, George Washington crossed the Delaware in December of 17, I can't remember what it is, 1777 or 78, and I, and then he got to uh, Trenton, and, and she'll say, Dad, I lost you at George. <laughs> Her mind turned off. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about something. It's a little more recent history, although it's a... Uh, Ancient history for a lot of you. In August 1969, nearly half a million people, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry about that. Nearly half a million people gathered on Max Yasger's dairy farm near Bethel, New York. And Brother Randy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Brother Rick knows what I'm talking about. Amen. They gathered on Max Yasger's farm near Bethel, New York. It was 40 miles from the town of Woodstock, but for some reason, they, they'd originally planned to have it at Woodstock, and it didn't work out. And, and it was, they built it an Aquarian Exposition, three days of peace and music. And, and uh, for some reason, because they'd originally planned it, actually there was a group from Woodstock that put it together, they called it the Woodstock Music Festival. It has been, become a touchstone of American cultural history. But there was something that was happening in American society at that time. We had reached the very worst part of the Vietnam War. And, and we, had, we, we were at that point. Brother Rick, I think you went in a little after 69, didn't you? Uh, he was there in 75 when Saigon fell. Am I correct? He was on the midway at, in 75 when Saigon fell. But the, the, the United States was messed up right then. There was a vast majority supported the Vietnam War, but there was a very vocal minority that was, was doing this and that and so on. And it was, it was a difficult, difficult, difficult time. It was a hard situation at that point. And these people came together, and I, most of them were, were, were what we call baby boomers today. They were young people in their teens and early 20s, but they came together almost between 400 and 500,000 of these people came together and gathered for this three-day celebration of music and peace and love and a lot of drugs, by the way. There was a lot of drugs there. But... There was a, I believe, a genuine desire to reform society. They looked at something they felt was wrong, and they, they saw this terrible war going on. They, and, and, and they, nobody, it wasn't like World War II. It wasn't it, where, where it felt like it was a just cause to de defeat fascism. And it wasn't even like the Korean War where, where there was a, a, a tremendous invasion and they pushed the North 
Koreans up to the 38th parallel and saved South Korea from communism. It wasn't even that. It was this, this war where, where villages were being napalmed and, and horrible things were happening to American troops and, and people didn't know what they were doing. They didn't understand what was going on and, and vets were being mistreated when they got home and it was just a terrible time. And these people that went to Woodstock were, were, were looking for something. There was a passion and a desire to, to, there was a desire to change things. They weren't happy with the way things were. And, and surprisingly, for three days while they were there, things really worked out pretty well considering the circumstances. Joni Mitchell, who was a writer of that time, wrote a song called Woodstock, and it came out, I believe, in 1970, and Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young sang it and made a hit out of it. And one of the, one of the passions or, or desires that was expressed in that song is they said, we've got to get ourselves back to the garden. In other words, we, we, we need to go back to the innocence and the peace and, and, and the love and the joy of the Garden of Eden. We need to go back. We need to find our way back to that. And for about three days, it was kind of shocking considering the, the situation. There wasn't sanitary facilities. There wasn't enough water. There wasn't enough food. They broke the fences down because they, they just, the crowds of them, they expected about 30,000, 80,000 people and half a million came to this thing. And, and, and it, but considering that, they, they didn't fight. They didn't kill each other. There were a few people died, but it was accidental. One guy got fell asleep in the mud and they ran over with him with a tractor, didn't see him and, and uh, somebody else had a heart attack and stuff like that. There were three accidental situations but with a half a million people that sort of thing happens. But uh, so, and everybody loved each other and they thought this is it. This is really it. We, we found the answer. We found all the things we need. We could just, we could just, uh, as I can't, oh, what was it? Timothy Leary said, just, just drop out, uh, uh, love one another and get high and we're going to be all right. And, uh, and, and so they just thought they had the answer. But in reality, what was happening is in the background of all of this stuff, Evil forces were moving. Uh, there were things that were moving there. They didn't realize that, and some of them don't realize it today. But but there were there was immorality and there was sedition and there was so many things uh, that were beginning to burn in the hearts uh, of certain people. And, and so, but they thought they had found the answer, and so. They were going to reform society. They were going to change it into the Aquaria. Uh, this is the dawning. Uh, yeah, any of y'all ever heard that? Of the age of Aquarius and peace and love and all that kind of stuff. And, and we're going to go back to the garden and we're going to reform society. So this goes on. And about four months later, they decided to have another co concert. They were going to have Woodstock of the West. They were going to have it in Golden Gate Park in San Francisco. Beautiful place. I've been there a few times. Golden Gate Park. But they were having a San Francisco 49ers game at the same time, so they couldn't do that. Uh, and, uh, and so 
They tried to move it out a little ways, and that didn't work out. I forget where it was. And at last, they settled on a place called the Altamont Speedway near Tracy, California. And, and uh, they decided they were going to have Wedstock of the West, peace and love and music and wonderful times. And, and, and everything was different at Altamont Speedway. A couple of things that happened. At Woodstock, they had their stage up higher. It was about 12, 10, 12 feet high. So, and, and they were scattered out into in the Max Yasker's Dairy Farm field. And, and, and so uh, the, 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 the singers were up and the bands were up above and, and kind of a little ways away from the crowd. But Altamont Speedway, it was a big bowl like this. And the, the concert stage was right at the bottom of the bowl. And the concert stage was about eight inches taller, ten inches taller than this stage right here. And because of the bowl, the, literally the weight of 300,000 people pushed down onto the stage and began to push up against the stage. So people were crammed up against the stage while... while 300,000 people were pushing from behind. This was just one of the things. Another thing that was going on was the Rolling Stones, in their, in their divine wisdom, decided to hire the Hell's Angels for security. And the Hell's Angels parked their bikes in front of the stage. Just giving you a little history here. Parked their bikes in front of the stage. And they paid them. Get this, with $500 worth of cold beer. And told them, all you got to do $500 worth of cold beer was a lot of cold beer in 1969. And they said, all you got to do is sit on the stage and drink beer and keep the crowd off the stage. Easy job. Sonny Barger said, sure, we can do that. He was the head of the Hells Angels. So they sat in there and the bikes were there. 300,000 people began to push. From the very beginning, they began to fight. People began to fight. A total difference from Woodstock where everybody loved each other. Half of the crowd was on a bad acid trip the whole time. And they were fighting and they were hitting each other. And, and they started, somebody knocked a motorcycle over. Don't mess with the Hells Angels motorcycles. They armed themselves with pool cues uh, and chair legs uh, and began to pound on anybody who came near the stage. Uh, and instead of reforming, uh, there was a deformation or deforming that began to happen there. Instead of peace and love, uh, horrible things began to happen. It all culminated when the Rolling Stones uh, are on the, on the stage and they began to sing a song called Sympathy for the Devil. Anybody ever heard of that? I hope you don't listen to that garbage. But they begin to sing sympathy for the devil. And, and, and things, fights begin to break out in the crowd. And a young man, I'm trying to remember his name, a young man stood, uh, came forward. He, he walked up. I think I have his name here. Well, we won't, forget. Well, we won't worry about it. Meredith Hunter was his name. Meredith Hunter came. He was high on meth. And he was right in there. And as he, as he came 
up to, to war. He started, he got in fights and they began to hit and fight. And he got super angry and his girlfriend was trying to keep him away from the stage and he was fighting and everything. He got closer to the stage and anger and fury was on his face. And he reached down and in the video you can see, you can find it as he brings across, you can see it as it comes across the white crochet dress of his girlfriend. He's got a 22 revolver in his hand and, and they think he was going to shoot somebody on the stage and next to him was a hell's angel who took the knife and and you could see it as he stabs him. He died there. Young 18 year old man died there. Rolling Stones kept singing. They carted him off. It's a horrible thing. They fought. Later on in 90 they had a, another Woodstock. They burned things down. Because what happened was rather than a reformation and good things being formed, what you had was this deforming of a society and a breakdown in the way things were. Don McLean wrote a song later on, and it was a, and I know almost everybody in this place at some time or another has heard the song American Pie. The song American Pie is a fascinating song because it chronicles uh, the 1960s from the beginning until the end. And near the end, uh, it talks about uh, a certain thing happening. And these are the lyrics. Oh, and I watched him on the stage. My hands were clenched in fist of rage. No angel born in hell could break that Satan spell. And as the flames climbed high into the night to light the sacrificial rite, I saw Satan laughing in delight the day the music died. And what he was talking about was the Altamont Speedway. I remember watching a video the other day I dug around through YouTube and found one and it, it, it wasn't as clear as the one I saw some time back. I remember watching this video and on this video, there was a young man. He was not a full-blown full blown hell's angel. He was a prospect. He was a prospect. He was a prospect. That's what they called him, a, a young man that was coming into it. And he was standing there, and they said maybe he was high on acid. They don't know. But I watched as his face deformed, and you could tell that he was under not just the influence of drugs, but under the influence of a de demonic force. And I thought to myself, that stuff that went on, there was some terrifically done music. There, I love good guitar. I love all kinds of stuff. I enjoy different music. But in that culture and in that rock and roll scene and that drug scene, the devil got into it and demonic forces uh, made their way into it and used it as a vehicle to bring destruction uh, to our society. And today, the spiritual carnage uh, is being experienced uh, in our country because of the vile things uh, that happen in that place. Uh, and you better believe me uh, when I say uh, Don McLean uh, might have been a little prescient uh, when he said, the devil, Satan, 
and laughing in delight. You see, because he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And his plan is to bring down every individual that he possibly can. And all the success that he wielded and the power he wielded throughout the 60s and then into the 70s. And now we're seeing in our colleges, many of those people that were, that were touched by this stuff are now teaching in our colleges and running society and running the, the movie industry and running the music industry and pushing stuff that is so ungodly and against the word of God. And Satan is laughing in delight when he looks at that. But I am here to tell you this right now and I say it over and over and over again greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world <laughs> greater is he that is within you and he that is within the world and I'm talking to you today about Christ in you the hope of glory I'm talking about Christ being formed in us Paul was dealing with some situations and I, I think you understand what I'm saying with this crazy story, amen. But Paul was dealing with some situations where in the, in the church of the Galatians, there were people that were pushing, they were Judaizers, they were pushing things that were not right, they were not of God. They were bringing them back into bondage to what Paul called the beggarly elements of the world. And, and Paul looked at it and it grieved him, it grieved him so much uh, that he said, oh, my children, my little children, uh, over whom I travail in birth again. Uh, I brought you the truth. Uh, I preached truth to you. God made a difference in your life, uh, but now you've allowed uh, this silly stuff. You've been bewitched uh, by the beggarly elements uh, of the world. You've been pulled back in by all of this, uh, and now I travail over you again. He said, you've got these people out there. They present themselves as super spiritual. They present themselves as better than everybody else. They present themselves as having some sort of knowledge that you don't have. But I want to tell you about something. Listen to me, church. I want to say this from the bottom of the, my heart. Don't let anybody spoil you from the simplicity that is in Christ. There, you don't have to have all that garbage, all that stuff. Here's what you need to know. Jesus died. He was buried. He was born, raised again the third day. And whenever we go in and we repent and we're baptized in Jesus' name and we're filled with his Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues, we are practicing the gospel in our life. There is one God. Jesus is God Almighty, robed in flesh. We need to walk in holiness and walk in righteousness and Christ in us is a hope of glory. And one day, my brother, he's coming to take me home. There's always going to be somebody trying to pull you from this way, pull you from that way. Introduce you back to the beggarly elements of the world. Or introduce you to some silly legalism. Amen. Amen. And we don't deal 
There is the Judaizers out there. They're ridiculous and they're getting stronger. But we deal with carnality. We deal with false doctrine. We deal with the subtle infiltration by enemies uh, and Satan himself. Uh, amen. And believe me right now when I say this, uh, that every time uh, somebody gives in uh, to the tricks of the devil, Satan is laughing in delight. Paul said, he said, you need to have Christ form you. What do you mean? And we just look at the scripture. The scripture is so clear. It says, be not conformed to this world. Romans 12 and 2, you can bring that up if you can find it. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove that which is good and acceptable, perfect will of God. I was on the phone the other day with my brother Kurt. I don't hear a lot from him like I used to. My brother Kurt has Alzheimer's, struggles with some things. But he said, he said, you've got to be formed. And if they're not formed in Christ, they need to be reformed. They need to be reformed. And Paul said it even better. You need to be transformed. You need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And Paul said in another place, and we all with an open face beholding as it were in a glass the glory of God. We are changed. The same Greek word as regenerate and and, and transformed, and so on. It is the same Greek word. We are changed into the same image from glory to glory. He said, put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. He was saying, if you want to have victory in this life, if you want to have victory over the enemy, and we can have victory over the enemy, if you want to walk in the way that God wants you to walk. If you want to avoid a devil's hell and make it to heaven, what you have got to do is change by the power of the Spirit of God. What you've got to do is be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hallelujah. What you've got to do is make God known and make God be in you. Hallelujah. He said, put on Christ and have Christ in you, the hope of glory. I want to say something. I want to say something. Whenever we have the power of the Holy Ghost, let me tell you something. and make something very, very clear. I've heard this stuff over and over again. And I know how it is to be scared of things of the devil. I know how it is. I struggled with some things just recently. I will not go into detail, but I felt that I was visited by demonic spirits in my dreams. And it was a shocking situation. And it was a vile situation. 
And the next night after the second time, I brought my wife in and I said, we need to pray. And I began to pray, God, I need protection. I need my bed, my, 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 my sleep, my dreams protected. And God has done that. And there was a, there was a anxiety in me that night because I didn't want to deal with that anymore. I may still have to deal with it at times because we do. But I want to say this. We don't have to be scared of the devil. If you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you don't have to be scared of the devil. Now, if you are not in Christ, that should concern you. And you ought to be worried. But if you are in Christ... I've heard this stuff that's bounced around this church a time or two about people that have the Holy Ghost but have a demon at the same time. I'm going to read some scripture to you. Jesus said this, ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Are you going to get grapes off of thorns or are you going to take figs off of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. James said, does a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? And again, Jesus said, the Bible says, but when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow doth not cast out devils, uh, but by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. Uh, and Jesus knew their thoughts. Uh, and he said, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to destruction or desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall his kingdom stand? Either make the tree good and his fruit good or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt for the tree is known by his fruit. Oh, generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart speaketh a good man. Out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. And what Jesus was saying is that light cannot have concord with dark. If you've got him, you don't... If you've got him, the devil don't have you. If you've got the Holy Ghost, he can't be there. If you are the, the Bible says, uh, he said, begin to cry out on the day of the great feast. Uh, he that believeth on me out of his, uh, as a spirit, uh, 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 as the scripture speaketh, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. You can't have demonic presence uh, in a Holy Ghost filled person. I don't care how they twist the scripture. I don't care how they try to make it up. I don't care whenever they say that, uh, well, I saw it happen. That doesn't matter because the Bible says you're either good or you're bad. You can't be both. If you genuinely have the Holy Ghost and somebody comes and tells you that you have a demon, they're full of beans. Bitter water and sweet water can't proceed from the same fountain. God's spirit and demonic spirit cannot live in the same vessel. Because when we're transformed by the renewing of our mind, walking in the spirit, Satan has no power over us. Now he can influence, 
He can oppress. He can attack. The scripture says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. The Bible says that we have the power to tread on serpents. I feel, I feel something. I believe that every Holy Ghost individual person in here ought to claim victory over the things of the enemy. I will not be pushed down. I will not be, I will not be oppressed. I will not be influenced. I've got the Holy Ghost. I was filled with the Holy Ghost. Do I struggle? Yes. Do I stumble? Yes. Do I fail? Yes. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can resist the enemy and he won't just walk away. The Bible says he'll flee. Oh, the world has been deformed by the power of darkness. I'm not going to preach much longer. Nobody believes me when I say that. Nobody believes me, but I'm not. I don't feel like preaching a whole lot longer. But the world has been deformed by the power of darkness. If you don't believe that, go downtown Los Angeles and see the results of the vile stuff, the drug culture. You can see it here, but you really want to see it in, in, in massive amounts. Go to downtown Los Angeles. Years ago, my wife and I would go to on Town Street in downtown L.A., right in the middle of Skid Row. My father-in-law, Brother Steve Savala, would preach down at the Union Mission in downtown L.A., and then he preached at the, the mission that Harvest Tabernacle in Eagle Rock had down there. I think he preached every Monday night, didn't he? He went for a long time, he preached down there. You walk down the streets in that area, and you could see the, 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 the sidewalks were lined with tents and boxes where people were living by the thousands over thousands and thousands and thousands. They were confined mostly to the Skid Row area. We would go down to Town Street and pick up our peanuts, and then we would go, we'd buy peanuts for peanut brittle there. And then we would go over to the Fashion District, and I'd buy my suits. Each suit, suit I have on is from the Fashion District from Los Angeles. You get them cheap, that's why I go there. That's not because I'm going, I ain't going to Rodeo Drive. I'm going Garment District. I can buy it for 100 bucks. <laughs> and uh, so, so you, you go down there and it's, it's cleaner. Well, I don't know about cleaner, but it's, you don't have as many home, homeless people there. But you, you walk, I, I, I've, I've stood there and I've watched people and, and they are bent all the way down because they are so messed up on fentanyl all up and down the street. I've seen bloated bodies. I didn't know whether they were alive or dead laying on the streets of Los Angeles, downtown LA. And the thing about it is, it's used to you'd go there and it was confined in the area of downtown LA or the Skid Row, which was just uh, uh, south of the downtown area. And it was confined there, but now everywhere you drive in L.A. County, there are these camps and these drug trade. In, in San Francisco, open drug markets go on 
all the time and they do nothing about it. They're shutting down the stores down through around Union Square and down through San Francisco. San Francisco has always been weird, but it's a beautiful and interesting city to go through. But now the, 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 the streets are covered in needles and human feces and, and there are people there that are dying. of. This is the result of the deformation, the deforming of society while Satan laughs in delight. And we see it, you could see it in the zone in Phoenix. You could see it Kensington Avenue in Philadelphia is one of the worst places you could possibly find. Filled with drug addicts. And then in our own city we see these things happening and more and more instead of trying to fight that our governments are just okaying it all. Go ahead. Do what you want. Go in there. Steal everything thing you want. Do the drugs you want. Smoke weed. Do whatever you want. It's your body and everything. And, 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 and I, I guess it is, but we continue to devolve and devolve and devolve and devolve and deform. And Satan is laughing in delight. But in the midst of that, the church stands tall, inhabited by people who have been transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost and the devil has no power over us. Stand with me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I bless your holy name. Oh, God. I love you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. We don't handle serpents in this church, snakes. I'm not scared of them. Other people are. I'm not scared of them. Now, if they have fangs and poison, I'm a little scared of them. I'm not picking up a rattlesnake. I may be, I may have been born at night, but not last night. I may be dumb, but I ain't stupid. Sometimes I almost wish I had a snake right here to stomp on its head. Yeah. I do. They, they come in. Amen. It's a spiritual thing. In fact, I think that, I think that Mark 16 chapter is talking about spiritual things. He said, you're going to take up serpents. You don't have to be scared of that old serpent. We got the power in the name of Jesus. We have the power in the name of the Lord. Oh, though Satan rages, we will not be defeated because we've got the power 
in the name of the Lord. I, for one, refuse to stand back while the enemy plays games with the church. I, for one, refuse, amen, to hide in a hole somewhere while the devil rages. I, for one, refuse to allow the enemy to have his way over this church. This right here, this right here is the church of the living God. This right here is the church of the living God. Amen. This is where God's power resides. I'm a one God, apostolic, tongue talking, holy rolling, believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. I've been washed in the blood, sanctified by his spirit, brother. I believe in holiness, and I suggest that you do the same. I've been set free at a Pentecostal altar on my knees. Would you pardon me if I'm not ashamed that I'm a one God apostolic, tongue-talking, holy rolling, believer in the liberating power of Jesus' name. sing a little bit. We're going to worship right now. Come on, Sister, sister Coley. We're going to worship. Go, go, go get a mic. You ladies, get a mic. Oh, come on. Oh, it's time to praise the Lord. I believe we got victory. If you don't have victory, it's time to get victory. Do you hear what I said? If you don't have victory, it's time to get victory. Oh, but Pastor, I'm going through some tough stuff. Yeah, ain't we all? Oh, Pastor, I feel like the devil's chasing me around. Well, you need to stop letting him chase you around. Pastor, I'm struggling with carnality. There's an altar. There's an altar. There's an altar. And I know one thing in my life when I take that garbage and I lay it at the altar. Jesus buries it in his blood. 